Welcome into Ranting with Ricky. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Today we've got a really good episode lined up for you. Two really good topics here. And I've got a guest with me, a familiar face, Tom from Wake Up and Wager. How you doing, my man? Oh, Ricky, I am fantastic. And I think this will be, this may be the very first time I've been on, on uh, on ranting with Ricky. I think this is the first first appearance. Oh my gosh. You you might be right, but the first of many, my man. Come football season, you're going to be a frequent guest on here. Just letting you Appreciate know now. That. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um I did the I did wake up and wager this morning. Uh that should be posted by the time you hear this. And um we may lose we may lose some some listeners. We may lose some listeners on that one because we dove into well, very briefly, but we we took a look at the Tour de France. Oh man, cycling, cycling. <laughs> all right, hey, can you bet on that, Tom? Oh, you can. There are markets all over. I was I was away this weekend, and uh, one of the one of the people I was with is is real into cycling, and so I started picking his brain about all these things, and I wanted to talk about it for an entire episode, but I didn't think uh, that would be a good idea. <laughs> but it it's. Uh, it's a very interesting sport for those that know anything about it with the teams. And I won't, I won't waste your time, Ricky, but uh, it's a very interesting sport. Hey, well, anyone listening to this episode right now, if you haven't already caught that, make sure you head over there and get your cycling bets in. If nothing else, Tom, we know you'll have some interesting angles for us on that show. Ricky, we did, we did cycling. We, we did cycling. Uh, tennis and summer league basketball so we got it all covered <laughs> love it all right so you you covered those topics so what we'll cover on this show today tom is two things in the bankroll management field here and the first topic i want to jump into is just getting back to basics 101 for people here how to build a bankroll now love it what I want to do though, Tom, because this this is a conversation that can go like a lot of different directions. So let's let's use an example here. Let's say there's someone who's a brand new sports better. Maybe like sports betting just became legal in their state, or they just went to a state that it is legal. They wanna take this relatively serious and they wanna do it right, right out of the gate. So what I wanna hopefully do for anyone who's in this position with you today, Tom, is Give some good tips on, you know, just getting started here. And I'll even throw the first bone out there, which is making sure whichever the first book you sign up for, you absolutely max out the sign-up bonus. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? That's 100% right. And we talk a lot about um, having multiple sports books, right? It's like having outs at every sports book that you possibly can. And that's great for people that have been doing it for a while, but when you're brand new, don't worry about, and this, you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this. Don't go crazy opening books at every, you know, opening accounts at every book, because what you really want to do is every time you sign up, you want to max out the bonus, whatever that bonus is. So if you're not ready to do that at a second book or a third book or fourth, whatever, don't do it. Like I'd rather see people, on one book and max out the bonus until they're ready to max out another bonus, another sign up bonus. I like that, Tom. And just to dig into these bonuses a step further for anyone who's listening and like, what do they mean bonuses? 
nearly every book, every legal onshore U.S. book has a ridiculous sign-up bonus waiting mm-hmm. for you if you haven't got it. And we'll use our marketing partner, BetMGM, who has a, a phenomenal one. They offer a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And what happens if you win the bet? It's as if you won a $1,000 bet, as if just a normal wager. If you lose it, you get back, let's say, like four $250 risk-free tokens, to which are still easily usable to help build that bankroll back up. Now, Tom, across, like, the industry, have you come across... Is it usually like money, like they offer like a risk-free bet? Is there any other intriguing bonuses? My favorite bonus to recommend to people is actually from another one of our, our marketing partners, which is Bet Rivers, because it's a $500 deposit match. Ooh. And so when you get the deposit matches, it because when you do the risk-free bet, right, you're betting $1,000, and that very well might lose. Right. So you have to be prepared with the fact that that might lose. And if that loses, you know, you get these risk free tokens and you can manipulate those. If you haven't, if you opened up like two books to begin with, you can kind of manipulate those to guarantee yourself money. Right. Bet the other side Mm -hmm. with the token and and play the math there. But I don't want to get into that because that's a little bit advanced. But if you understand the concept, you can do it pretty easily Um, just to lock in some profit or not even profit, but lock in that money back so that you have a bankroll once you're done with those risk-free tokens. But uh, Bet, or Bet Rivers has a really good one. It's a one-time playthrough, so you have to be careful. Sometimes they'll offer the deposit matches, but they're often, you know, 25X playthrough or 10-time playthrough, and those can be obnoxious because you got to bet a lot mm-hmm. to, to get through that. Um, but they, there's a one-time playthrough, which is awesome. I love that. So, all right. So we mutually agree now. Step one is to grab these sign-up bonuses. That's a must. Very first thing you do when you're, you're starting the book. So let's say now, Tom, you, you placed that risk-free $1,000 wager. Let's say you won it. Now maybe you have like, you know, almost two grand in your account. Yep. Now... For someone who, let's say, is, again, new to sports betting, they don't necessarily have a market that they've identified that they want to bet into. They don't know that much about these teams where they feel they have an edge. What would your recommendation be for how to make wagers with that two grand and not quickly lose it? I would probably recommend, if you won that bet, I would take, I would take some out and go do a second book. Like if I had $1,900 rough, depends what you bet, but you have 1900 bucks, you bet something like minus 110. I would take enough out and go open a second book is what I would do. Hmm. But that doesn't really answer your question, but that would just be my, my recommendation for sure. hundred percent. Cause ultimately you want as many books as possible, but you want to max out the deposit offers the new account offers so i if i won i would take out enough to go max out a second books thing so in that scenario then you go to bet rivers and you put in your i think it might be 250 is it 500 or 250 it, it actually remember. is 250 it is 250, 250 i believe okay 
still fantastic. 250 deposit match. Okay, so you go over there, you take 250 of that out, you match that. Now you got 500 in Bet Rivers and 1400 in Bet MGM. Now you're ready to start betting on stuff because you got two different two different outs, two different sets of lines. That's what you want, ideally. And this is perfect, Tom, because this leads me into what what I would probably recommend. And I'm curious to get your take here once you have that set up. So I'm thinking for someone who just really wants to start firing bets and getting in good habits, what do you think about someone just almost like pulling up an odds tracker? For, for anyone who doesn't know what an odds tracker is, it just shows the odds across different books. And just with that first, you know, 10, 25 bets, just try and pick off good numbers in the market and get positive EV bets, you know, and just get in the habit of line shopping, making a good bet, letting it ride. Line shopping, making a good bet. Do you think that's a good strategy for someone just dabbling in, you know? 100%. I would agree. Now, the problem is, is it's a little counterintuitive to what we just talked about, which is you might only have, at this point, one or two books. So it's going to be tough to start picking off good lines because, you know, in, in PA where we are, you know, you've got, what, 10, 12 different sports books. And if you're only able to bet at one or two of them, you're really limiting the amount of line shopping you can do. Mm -hmm. So that presents a bit of, and it, it'll be there still, you know, you'll still have the opportunities with, with one or two books, but you won't have as many as if you had six or seven or eight books. Right. And now Tom, this is probably like one of the most not controversial, but widely disagreed topics here, which is okay. let's say you put a thousand bucks in, right? We'll just use mm -hmm. a clean number here. If you have a thousand dollars in your, in your betting account, what should you be betting per wager? Like what would you recommend that person put on each bet? If they're going to imply a unit system. Probably $50 right around there. Because again, what you're trying to avoid with the unit system is you never want to run dry, right? You never want to run out of money. If you bet $50 on, on almost everything with $1,000, it's going to take you a really long time to run out of money. Mm -hmm. And 50 is even, you know, maybe slightly aggressive. Like you could even do 25 if you're new. You can do $25 a pop, a bet. And it is going to take you a long, long time. You are going to have to lose so many bets and to empty out the account. And this is the thing, Tom, and why this is a problem with some people. They say a unit should be like roughly 1% to 3% of your bankroll, right? But people have a tough time. I don't want to say like they, they don't feel like they're moving the needle enough when they're betting like that. And – that's that's one of the dangerous, almost that's the kind of thought that, you know, most people like to bet like $100 a game, even if they don't have the bankroll per se to really be sustainably doing that, they fall into that trap, and, you know, and, and it creates those bad habits. Just curious if you have any thoughts on that, like ways to avoid falling into that. There really isn't, right? I think everyone falls into that at times like if if you're gonna sit there and tell me you've never fallen victim to something like that then you're either 
too new or you're lying because every seasoned sports better has bet too much on something too much of their bankroll mathematically that they should. But again, part of it is, you know, if you have a conviction on a play and you want to bet a little more than that one to three to even 5%, do it. But you just have to be very selective when you do that. Like you've really got to have a strong conviction on something if you're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah, I like that, Tom. And the the only reason I bring this up is because I think it's funny in this industry that so like we all we all play the units game. But how many of us really and I want the listeners to ask yourself this. How many of you really stay true to your unit amount and keep that discipline? Because I think the number is lower than even some people would admit. But all right, Tom, I want to keep it moving here because I know we got you for limited time. So now you build up a bankroll. We're going to take it to the next step. You got, you know, a couple thousand dollars in there. You're winning some bets. You hit your bonus. Everything's going well. Does it ever make sense to withdraw funds from your betting accounts? And maybe like whether it's beer money, buy something. What are your thoughts on people who do that? I think the biggest issue with that is if you're doing that to pay for things in your everyday life, it wasn't money that you set aside for betting and betting only. And that's where people, you know, that's where you start to be emotional with your bets and start betting more or chasing and doing all those things that we talk about. Like if you're relying on the money you put in there to help you pay a bill at the end of the month or oh, I'm going to take this back out at the end of the month because I got to pay rent or whatever, or I got to buy beer money, got to pay for my cell phone. I don't know, whatever. Like if you're doing that, you're, you're setting yourself up for big time failure. Like the money that's in that account that you deposit needs to be 100%. If this disappeared tomorrow, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I don't even want to say I don't care because you still care, but like, I don't need this. And that's why people make emotional bets and they're not okay with, as your point, like betting $25 and not quote unquote moving the needle because they feel attached to that money still. Like when I deposit in a book, it's like, it's gone. I don't even care about it. Yep. Right. So that's what allows me as a better to really not care about moving the needle or losing a bunch of bets in a row because I just stick to the, to the unit system that I, that I use and that's it. And Tom, your boy, Jack Andrews from unabated, who I know was a guest on wake up and wager. It was probably my favorite episode ever that we've ever done. Hands he, down. he gave a tip that I will never forget. I don't know why this pinned in my head, just like, on the wall of my brain, I can't get it off. But Jack Andrews <laughs> said, the only thing you should be buying with winnings from your bankroll is a bigger bankroll. And I don't know what it yep. was with that, Tom, but ever since he said that, and I think this is actually the most important thing in sports betting, is isolating your bankroll from the rest of your money, treating it like a business, and removing all of the emotion out of it. And that's what so few people can do, Tom. It's it's much easier said than done, but think about it. Like, 
if you look at this as a business, like if you're, even if you look at it as a side hustle, this is your first little side business, right? Your business is essentially worth whatever your bankroll is. So yep. you got a hundred, you got a hundred grand in your, in your account. You got a nice little six figure business going on over here. It's, it's why are you going to pull money out of it? It's, uh, it's crazy, Tom, but it's just so interesting to me, the way that different people treat their bankroll and all that it's it's fascinating stuff and the only time i would say withdraw it is again like i mentioned at the very beginning would be to open another book with a max deposit but still leaving enough in the first book that you can actually play yep and so when you get up to a couple thousand in one book then it's okay to take out a thousand to go do a, free, a you know a deposit match and again or a, or a risk-free bet and again, you can manipulate that a little bit. Because don't be afraid to do that, to do the $1,000 risk-free bet, but play back on the other side for 500 somewhere, somewhere else, or even 300 200 Play back so you lock in some of the profit. That's one thing I think people don't think about. They just throw these risk-free bets out. And again, there's still a chance. I mean, there, there's a very real chance that you do the $1,000 risk-free bet you lose that and you lose two of the four risk-free bet tokens that you get. Like that's a very real possibility. And no so question. you just have to be aware that you can go back on the other side and lock in some amounts of profit with the risk-free bets from a different book. Yep. And I think on a, on a different episode, you and I should maybe jump into arbitrage betting and things like that of ways that people can kind of guarantee a profit with that bonus if you approach it properly it's it's frowned upon by some time i'm not someone who really like especially in the long scale of things like i don't enjoy betting like that it's not really like satisfying to me as much as it is a you know like a proven good way to win here i don't know it's not it's not one of my favorite topics per se no, I'm not much of an arbitrage guy either. And, and with the risk-free bets, you're not really trying to find the arbitrage situations, right? Like you don't have to play plus money on both sides and like guarantee yourself a profit that way. Like you're really just taking the risk-free bet and turning it into real money at a different book, mm-hmm. potentially. Yep. Um, all right. So we're going to get into that at a later episode Tom, I really appreciate you joining me to dig into these topics a little bit. I know you and I could talk for hours about this. Is there anything else that, um, you know, just we didn't touch on within this that you want to dive into before I I let you roll out of here? Yeah, the one thing that I think through this conversation that we've done is oversimplify the winning piece, the building your bankroll piece, because sports betting is very difficult and it's not as easy as just, oh, we're going to make smart bets and we're going we're gonna to make money. Like it's, it's much more complicated than that. So if anything, potentially that we oversimplified here, it's the, the winning portion of this is growing, like actually growing your bankroll is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to, to comment on that because it's not just a guarantee that you're going to grow the bankroll. No question about that. This is a hard industry we're in, my man. No matter how many hours, how much research, any of that, there's there's really no guarantees here. But again, just to touch on that last point too, the more books you have, 
the better numbers you can get, get more positive expected value over time by getting those good numbers. And it's all just about building good habits, I think, Tom, for especially people who are getting started, like we said, building that bankroll and building good habits. And I think the best place to start is go find not a major market, right? Don't be signing up for football season and say, I'm going to beat the NFL because you're likely not going to. It's always a good idea. Start with something smaller and that not as many people are maybe looking at. So tennis is a good example, following you know my tennis plays in the morning or at least considering the tennis plays that I give in the morning, I think is a good starting point. Um, WNBA has been, you know, we had Clive on Wake Up and Wager on the morning show, talk about a little WNBA. I think that's a good place to start. The summer league is certainly a good opportunity if you can know what you're doing. But I would say don't jump in saying I'm going to beat NFL sides because you're likely not going to. Tom, There's very few people that can beat that. So focus your attention on something smaller. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really excited as soon as I hop off of here to jump into your episode because I personally have my own thoughts about summer league betting. So I won't, I won't share them on here. I want to hear your, your perspective and, you know, get a little more knowledge before just sounding off here. But very <laughs> interested for that, and I thank you again for joining the show. Really appreciate it, my man. Of course, of course. I did give a, a summer league uh, play on wake up and wager this morning one that my first one ever you want to give it out here as well i would love to i would love to we took uh we took the spurs plus four and a half against the rockets and a lot of summer league is looking at the rosters because it's a lot of guys you've never heard of a lot of guys that are you know not necessarily big names right right and so i think i think my hunch from following this and talking to some people is that you can very easily look at the rosters and look at their, you know, player efficiency ratings and, and offensive defensive efficiencies, and you can make smart plays. The Spurs have a few guys on the team that get some decent minutes that are playing. Their efficiency ratings are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two of their players are probably top 15 in the league right now in efficiency ratings. And so, to take him as a dog against the Rockets, I think that was a good a good spot. Hey, we'll we'll ride it with you, my man. I'm gonna grab <laughs> the app now, but there you have it. The Tommy Tennis Summer League basketball play with the Spurs as a dog. Let's let's lock it in and give the man a <laughs> shot, see what he's gonna do here. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to wrap up with a a quick little UFC segment. But, Tom, thank you so much again, my man. Steady Picks Radio. We'll talk to you in a minute. I'll be – oh, Ricky. Ricky, Yeah, yeah. We'll be out at UFC this weekend. Oh, that's right. The Long Island card, right? I'll be out in Long Island. Oh, Tom. So uh, I'm going to need you, and I don't know if Brady's around, but I'm going to need some help because you know we're going to have – and again (laughs) – if you're if you're gonna sit here and say you've never dumped some some bets that uh, maybe you otherwise wouldn't, going to a UFC event is the time where you start <laughs> dunking away money. I um, can't but, even. Oh man, <laughs> Tom, is, does the uh, the de- degenerate come out of you at these UFC events? They kind of do. It's UFC set up so perfectly for that because the fight happens, there's a break, 
and you're sitting there with your buddies, you get the phones out, you're like, all right, what's next? What's fights next? Oh, yeah, I liked this guy. Oh, blah, 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 firing away. So you end up with a bet on just about every fight in some way. Um, but we're, we're going to do our best to control that because, again, it's as good as you think you are, and I like to think I'm one of the better people around at managing the emotions and, and not caring necessarily. Eight Bud Lights and uh, sitting at, uh, <laughs> you know, in the bottom ring of a UFC event. Nah, I'm not perfect. Oh, man. That, hey, that's going to be a great time, though, my man. It's a really good card. I already got a glimpse of it. I think it's earlier, too, which should I know you'll love that. It's not one of those, like, 2 a.m. cards. Noon. It's noon? noon? What? I didn't know it was that early. Damn. Just for me. Hey, well, there you have it. I feel even better about that card knowing the Tommy Tennis vibes will be in the building. <laughs> but thank you so much again, man. Be sure to tune in, Tom, after this commercial break. We're going to talk a little UFC, so if you listen to this episode, play it back, hit the end, Steady Picks Radio, we will be right back. Are you trying to get a winning edge in sports betting? Look no further than SteadyPicks.com and SteadyPicks Radio. Our team at SteadyPicks provides data, analysis, and insights to help you become a better sports better. Best of all, SteadyPicks is 100% free. A SteadyPicks membership gives you access to all of the SteadyPicks system bets, our expert hosts' best bets, and our special guest picks. Head over to our website, www.steadypicks.com. Sign up for free and start winning. Steady Picks Radio, welcome back into the show. Another big thanks to Tom for taking the time to join us today. Don't listen to Tom's show every morning. Wake up and wager. Be sure to start weaving it into your daily routine. A man's providing great insight. And if nothing else, he just an honest, trustworthy resource. He's great at tennis, on an absolute tear in golf. And, you know, will never hurt you to have Tom as a resource in your back pocket. So check out that show. But now let's talk some UFC for a second because we had a little bit of a rough card. I'm not going to lie. I went 0 for 2 with my two picks. I had uh, Treshawn Gore by knockout who got knocked out. And I had the guy Ricky, I forget his last name, from The Ultimate Fighter. Felt really good about that pick. He didn't come through either. Steady picks went 0 for 2. Sean Brady also had an 0 for with his picks. So the whole the whole UFC board for steady picks didn't do well. Rough week for us. But look, it happens. The UFC is fucking crazy. It's part of the reason that we love it. Man, and I'll tell you what. There was a fight on that card that it took my soul a little bit as I was watching it having a really, really rough card already. And by the time the main event came around with RDA and Rafael Fazeev, I don't know why. I just felt really good about that RDA pick. I didn't have them on the Ricky card, but Steady Picks had them. Brady had them. A ton of the other resources that I look at had them. He was like plus 182. So the value was was just too good to pass up. Ended up hitting him hard. And I don't know if everyone will agree with this, 
But for those who watched that fight, I really thought we were trending toward an RDA win heading into that fifth round. Uh, Fazeev was slowing down. RDA was picking it up. He had finally gotten a couple takedowns in that round prior. So here I am. Uh, I'm feeling like I got a little bit of life in me as that fifth round starting. Probably my my peak of the night in excitement. And what ha- what happens? I feel like this is like a repeating thing that happens to me. RDA just gets smoked. He gets knocked out. Lose the bet. I'm sitting there. I can't even move. I feel like I'm stunned. I can't talk. And that's, again, part of the reasons we love the UFC so much. And I think it's important for people to know as much as I'm not the best UFC better, clearly, you know, uh, it's not my, my best sport. I don't know it. I'm not an expert in any way, but I love it. I love it for the same reason those highs come. The lows to me are almost, not that I enjoy them, but... Like, what other sport can have you sitting in your bed at 12.30 at night, you're ready to wrap it up, and just have you stunned like that? I mean, it's crazy, but we got another big card in Long Island this week. As you heard from Tom, he will be in the building. I'm feeling good about that. And look, we'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. I'm going to go right from this show to the study board. For the internet I'm going to start digging into these matchups I'm going to start networking Talking to my people What do we like What do we not like And we've got a really good MMA team over here Between a lot of the guys we brought on We've got Brady Who's a phenomenal resource Steady pick system I mean we got all, We got all the ingredients needed For the bounce back So that's what I expect this weekend Looking forward to it. We'll catch up later in the week. Steady Picks Radio, Ranting with Ricky. Have a great day, everyone. Nobody wants to get